0: hello everyone and welcome to blunt talks this is your hour-long hot mess where we're going to shoot the shit about everything from media to politics i'm your host Shanice Steele, and i'm so excited to be chatting with y'all this monday or whichever day you're tuning in last week we talked about body dysmorphia and what it's like to live in a fat black indigenous queer body and this week, we're going to kind of go along those same lines, but we're going to talk about representation. Yep, you heard it. The big scary word, representation. I know, y'all. It's got people shook. Why? I couldn't tell you. Like, I don't personally understand what's so hard about representation, but for some reason, it just it just gets people all in their feelings. Like, they don't know what to do about it. And the second that you're like, "Hey, can I get some?" people start freaking out. Like they they start freaking out. Um for those of you who are just like listening, I wish y'all could see this comfy ass sweater that I'm in. I bought it from American Eagle. Are they problematic? If they are, let me know. Uh it's just comfy as shit to be honest. I couldn't wear it for the first two weeks that I bought it has it been two weeks my partner's probably gonna tell me I'm losing my mind because I never know how long time's gone by but either two weeks or the last week I haven't been able to wear this sweater because they left the security tag on it like you know the little box thing that you can't get off unless you have that special machine so I'm finally wearing it for the first time and it's it's comfy as hell You know, because when I'm doing this podcast, I want to be comfy. Don't get me wrong, I beat my face. Yes, to the gods, we're looking cute today. Um, But the outfit always has to be comfy. No, that's, that's just personally how I feel. So anyways, back to the topic of representation. What is it? What does it look like? Why is it the big, bad, scary elephant in the room? I've been asking myself this a lot. Um i don't know about y'all but i didn't really have representation growing up um i mean okay let me rephrase that as a light-skinned person there was representation to an extent um i will say scary spice shaped my life uh i don't know about y'all but she most definitely shaped my life uh i wanted to be her i remember one night I got my mom to do my hair in Bantu knots, and it was specifically because Scary Spice had wore her hair in Bantu knots in, like, the Spice World movie. And I made my mom... Oh, not that. Did y'all hear that sound? Okay, sorry. Not that interrupting my beautiful story about, you know, my childhood and the representation that I deserved. Honestly, y'all, I just want to say Microsoft anything, like Microsoft Outlook, Microsoft email... It Wait, Outlook is the email. Get it together, Shanice. You're sounding like an old person. Microsoft anything is annoying. I hate it. That little ding-ding-ding. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of you out here listening to this right now who understand what I'm talking about. It is Satan's call. I wish I never had to hear it. Um, my work recently moved from Gmail to Outlook, and I hate it. Like, I... I hate the sound. I hate everything about it. But anyways, back to my representation. Mm. Um. So, yeah, Scary Spice. That was it. That's all I really had. The Bantu knots. I made my mom take it out immediately after because I was like, girl, I can't sleep in this. Um. But that's all that I really had. And as an indigenous person, y'all know it was either Pocahontas, Um. which for folks who don't know, that, sa- that story is actually really depressing. Like, it's not it. Um, Pocahontas wasn't this older, beautiful woman who fell in love with John Smith, which like, y'all, did y'all see Coquam? Like, I'm gay, but I can recognize that Coquam, top tier. I don't understand how she saw John Smith, that pasty, raggedy ass white man. And said, with with the ha- thinning hair. You know his hair was not luscious. You know it was thinning. Because he was on a ship for, like, three months with scurvy. You know that man was not looking great. She somehow was going to pick that over Cocoaum? No. But anyways. So, you have Pocahontas as the representation. And that story, she was actually, like... First of all, she was, like, 9 or 10 when John Smith arrived in Jamestown. Um, she was not... She did not save his life. She was not vibing with him. None of that. Um, At the age of 15, she did get married to Kokwam in real life because, of course, you're going to pick the better person. She got married to Kokwam. She had a child. And, of course, settlers kidnapped her, forced her to marry John Rolfe. She had to give up her baby. They murdered Kokwam. They sent her on a ship to the U.K. And trigger warning for this, like, she was sexually assaulted. Um, And then they're pretty sure she was poisoned. She died in England, was buried in England, and her nation has been trying to get her body back, and the UK's like, oh, sorry, we don't know where it is. What do you mean you don't know where it is? You better find it. You better find my ancestor's uh, body because what? And so that was was the representation, a lie, about a young girl whose life was taken. So that was my representation. Um, Obviously, Tiger Lily in Peter Pan, but, like, Who wanted to associate with all of those negative ass stereotypes of indigenous people? And then there was, of course, Indian in the cupboard. And I'm not Mohawk. Shout out to the Mohawks. Y'all got some great representation. Not really. Not really. It wasn't great. But y'all got your language in a movie. Right? And so that was it. Like, that's all we had. And so representation was a big thing like it wasn't until I started watching really like BT and black sitcoms in Living color you know all of those things that I was like oh okay wow like there's there's my representation but I wasn't seeing that on regular degular ass tv I was not I was not seeing it in movies oh shoot I lied the little black girl in Matilda shout out to her she gave us representation she was a nerdy black girl So, I do appreciate that. Look at me, just listing things. I've got, like, five. I can count on my hand, probably, the number of people who were representation for me. And I know there's white people out there being like, what are you even talking about I saw myself on TV all the time? Good for you. Um, But, yeah, representation, it just wasn't it. And as I've gotten older, um, while, like, movies and TVs and film... Well, film is movies. Shanice, Lord have mercy music videos, all of that, representation is getting better, it's still not where it's supposed to be, like, at all. And especially as, like, a queer person, you never see black queer folks unless you watch specifically black queer movies. Um, like, The Watermelon Woman, that was a movie where I saw, like, black lesbians, black mask lesbians, like, I'm not mask presenting, but for some reason in the lesbian Media world, like black masculine folks are missing. They are missing in action. I don't know if y'all can find them. I sure as hell can't. They ain't nowhere to be found. And like, even when you think of like major queer, like iconic shows, okay, so I understand Queer Eye had a black man. Do they have more than one black man? I can't remember, to be honest. The original Queer Eye, I'm not talking about the new age one, but the original one. Um, the L word, L word, not L world. I mean, it is a lesbian world, queer world. Um, but the L word, like there was no representation of like black queer folks. And okay, I get it. I get it. There, there was quote unquote representation. I can't even remember the character's name. I'm going to have to Google it right now. L word cast, right? We want the original cast. And the names escape. Bet. There we go. Bet was our representation. Bet was our representation for a lesbian, a queer, black woman. And I'm sorry, it was lacking. It was lacking. It was most definitely lacking. Like, she touched on her blackness a little bit, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I know they're trying to do better in the like L word, the next generation, but it wasn't enough. And also just the fact that, like, where was our mask, black, queer folks? Y'all mean to tell me, like, y'all have a whole show about, like, queerness and there's not a single mask-presenting person? That don't make sense to me. I'm, like, and when I'm talking, like, a mask-presenting person, I'm not talking about a butch white lesbian. Because y'all love throwing butch bitches into things. Y'all love to. Ooh, this lash. Girl, what are we doing? Sorry, I got distracted. My lash is, like, doing some things. Okay, back to the, back to the programming. Um, yeah, I'm, y'all throw butches into things and being like, here's your mask representation. It's not my representation. It's not. I'm sorry, butch, white, lesbians are not my representation. I've been watching it my whole motherfucking life. Anybody who's done Pride in Toronto knows what I'm talking about. Dykes on bikes. is usually butch white women just taking up the scene. Like, that's not what I'm trying to see, to be honest. And, like, shout out to y'all and living in your truth. Like, in your masculinity. But it's like studs. And also, I just want to make something clear. You cannot be non-black and be a stud. I'm sorry, I know you've like taken the time to really like appropriate something and you feel connected to it because you're a masculine presenting person and you don't necessarily dress like the typical butch person, but you are not a stud unless you are black. Stud refers to specifically, and it's a term that was started in the United States, so originally specifically referred to African American, black, black women who were masculine, you cannot be a stud if you're not black. I'm sorry to burst your little queer bubbles, the the other masculine queers. But back to the point. Um, There's no studs. There's never any studs. There was no studs in the L word. Like, I just don't understand it. I just got, like, problematic skinny white women. Like, that's it. And then a mixed girl who, like, was having such a hard time with her blackness. And that's the other thing. Like, the only time you really see, like, black women in shows that aren't created by black people, right? So I'm talking, like, white shows with black characters. Excuse me. They're usually mixed, and they're usually having the hardest time with their blackness. It's just so difficult. Girl, like, I maybe I just can't relate because the way I was raised, like, I was very strong in my, like identity of who I was and also white people are terrorists and I just don't know how you associate with like wanting to be be the people who terrorize you but like it's just this. that's it that's the only narrative like as if there aren't mixed folks who grow up loving their identity and everything that they are like I just don't understand why there continues to be this narrative that like mixed people can't have a strong identity in their blackness and can't love their blackness without there being some like big old bad complex story behind it. Like even in dear white people, like the lead person, she's like, I have to be the blackity blackest because I'm half white. Like does that happen? Absolutely. Now I feel like I'm going on a tangent about mixed people and their internalized anti blackness and that's not what this was about. But you know that's the representation that we get. And so Yeah, The L Word. Like, I know they have The Next Generation, and I've I've watched it. I don't know if I've caught up. Um, And they were doing better with representation. Like, there was more black folks. There was more people, like, trans folks. There was a person with a disability who is in their wheelchair who's out here just like, first of all, if you don't follow her on Instagram, I'm sorry, let me look up her Instagram right now. I need to tell y'all because she is literally fucking stunning an amazing actress her instagram is on and poppin okay so it's jillian mercado or masado i'm not sure how to pronounce her last name and i do apologize she plays Maribel. um she plays um sophie sophie's sister and her instagram is just it it's on and poppin like it's her just looking cute and that representation is needed like when we're talking about folks living with a disability, they aren't represented in spaces hardly ever, let alone queer film spaces. So that's just the problem. That's just the problem. It's the lack of representation of disabled folks, um, of fat bodies, of masculine bodies in a lot of these spaces. It just, it really just ain't it, y'all. It ain't it. At the end of the day, it ain't it. Um, We're going to do a small intermission so I can tell y'all what I'm going to be smoking today. So, let me see. I can show y'all this bud. Today, we will be smoking Italian ice. It's one of my favorites. It's a hybrid. I'm sorry, y'all. Just look. Can we just look at that bud? Can we just look at that bud? And I ripped off the top part to roll. Look at that, y'all. Look at that. Sorry. Let me put that. Look at that bud. Look at that pretty but anyways um so yeah we smoke in italian ice today we've got the duchess sorry y'all i'll tell you which oops i'm reaching over i'll tell you y'all we got the irish cream irish fusion cream today for the for the blunt so that's what we smoking today i pre-rolled uh because if y'all listen to the first episode it was a disaster me trying to pre-roll actually Y'all probably didn't hear how much of a disaster it was because I edited that out, but girls were out here struggling. We also got our Soka Sex and Alcohol cups to, um, ash in. I don't know why I did this. That's me ashing. Y'all can't see. It also looks like I'm fingering somebody a mess. Um, but this is what I'm ashing in. Soca, Sex, and Alcohol, shout out to them. They are a West Indian company that do parties and clothing and everything, and I love them, so I'm repping them hard. Um, But back to representation as I smoke this blunt. So, it's hard, y'all. It's hard. It's hard, like, wanting to see yourself in stories and never seeing it. And I think, like, specifically about, like, fat black bodies... And how, like, we're very rarely seen in film. And then when we are, we very rarely, like, get a story of our own. Like, we very rarely have, like, a background to us. Like, and we don't get sex scenes. Like, we don't get, y'all. I think, was it Gabrielle Sidibe that had, like, that first, like, real sex scene? It was in Empire. And people lost their shit because they were like, what? A fat, dark-skinned black woman being loved on? They were confused, y'all. Mm. This blunt is so much better than last week's. <coughs> Ooh, not the cough. <coughs> not the cough. Girl, get it together. You're a professional. Um. But yeah, back to it. Gabrielle Sidibe was out here doing the damn thing looking beautiful as fuck having sex and people didn't know what to do about it like they really were shook and like that's honestly when i think about like fat black women and the sex scenes that we get or don't get like because remember what i said we very rarely get sex scenes right i think it was um oh god what's kelly is it kelly is that her name on insecure watch me say the wrong name and y'all gonna drag me kelly i was right Okay, so Kelly in Insecure, like, it's it's embarrassing how they do her. Issa Rae, baby, how you have a beautiful, like, stunningly beautiful, fat black woman. You give her this, like, characteristic of being, like, owning her sexuality and being horny all the time and, like, you know, ooh almost knocking over the mic, and being out here and, like, fucking niggas and doing her goddamn thing, and yet you never give her a sex scene? You never give her a sex scene! How's she out here fucking? On the regular, apparently, but the, only, the closest thing we get to a sex scene is her getting fingered under a table in a restaurant. And, like, listen, I'm all for public sex. Ow, that's it. But... Is that all she gets? Is she not worth having the romantic scene where she's being taken down in some room with rose petals and the sun shining in on a beach somewhere? Like, are fat bodies not deserving? Are fat women, fat femmes not deserving of, like, wild-ass sex scenes? Like, do we not deserve to get picked up and thrown around? Because I think y'all are under the misconception that fat, fat women are not getting picked up. We're getting picked up. We're getting picked up, y'all. So, like, that representation. And I know I kind of, like, strayed a bit from the queerness to the fatness. But for me, as a fat queer person, it's all intertwined. Because if I can't get a fat straight sex scene, I can't get a queer one. I sure as hell can't get a queer one. And that's the that's the thing that upsets me. Woo! I'm sneezing now, coughing and sneezing. Bless me. I hope y'all said bless me when you heard me sneeze. My girlfriend says I don't say it enough, but um that's just that's just me. We're working on it. But anyways, um yeah, like I don't I want those sex scenes. And that's why I get so angry when I watch things like The L Word, where like at the time it was groundbreaking. Like lesbian sex on TV was groundbreaking. No one was doing it. And, like, here we come with the L word, and I'm like, cool, maybe we're going to get the representation that we motherfucking deserve. I didn't. Did y'all? I don't know if y'all did, because I didn't. Like, I got the representation as a light-skinned woman. But, how? like, especially when you think about how repressed, I just want to say this, how repressed sexually white women have been for centuries, like, for centuries, and y'all mean to tell me that y'all couldn't find black queer women to be in this, like, as if we're still repressed, because, you know what, white people have done a great job, they imported their homophobia into black communities, and then have made it seem like it's ours, like, we're so far behind, because we're so homophobic, But A, they're not addressing how the homophobia got there. And B, it's now this idea that somehow they're bringing us out of the dark ages of queerness. And so that's why I think it's so hard when you don't see that representation, like real black queer representation. And once again, this isn't to say that the actress that plays Bet is not real black representation. Because at the end of the day, she's a black woman. She identifies as a—actually, I don't know if she identifies as a black woman. She might identify as biracial. I don't know. But the world probably sees her as black. And so, yes, technically that's black representation, but that's not dark-skinned black representation. That isn't the representation that black people deserve. And at the end of the day, mixed-race people, biracial people, myself included, like, yes, we are a representation of blackness, but we are not the— representation of blackness and that's where the problem comes in and that's especially where the problem comes in in even more marginalized spaces like y'all have all these like queer spaces but y'all don't have trans women like on on these shows black trans women make it make sense that you ain't got that representation because they don't make no sense to me i'm gonna tell you that right now it don't it don't make no sense to me It don't make no sense again that you don't have mask representation. No studs, studs out here ruining the lives of women globally, and y'all can't have us, can't have them in there. I want that stud that looks so good. You like, damn girl, you can ruin my credit. Show up to my house in another bitch's car, sleep on my, sleep in my house and not pay rent. I want that good looking stud, and I want the sex scene where they strap that girl down. On levels you ain't never seen. Niggas wish they could do. That's what I'm looking for. But y'all, y'all ain't ready to give that to us. Y'all ain't ready for it. Even when I think of the film uh, Watermelon Woman, <coughs> even when I think of the film Watermelon Woman, um, it's still a black mask woman fucking a white woman. Like that's my sex scenes. That's the sex scenes that we get even in a black film starring black masked women. It's still a sex scene with a white woman. Girl. There's another, like, I can't see a stud. Like, it's so funny. Even black masculine women aren't allowed to love black women. In the same way that in films they always want to put dark-skinned men loving white women or light-skinned women. Rough. It's rough out here. And now, I started watching Tampa Bay's, y'all. Well, actually, I didn't start. I binge-watched Tampa Bay's. I finished it. And it's funny, because I got my girlfriend into it, y'all. My girlfriend was there watching. I went and took a shower. I came back out, and she was still watching Tampa Bay's. And she was in it. We're on a mission to find uh, Cuppy. I think that's her name, Cuppy, on the show Tampa Bay's. I want to find her. She's fucking hilarious. But... Y'all, Tampa Bay's is a mess. Like, it is a mess. It's a mess because it's just, like, lesbians. And, y- y'all, if you don't know about lesbians, lesbians are a mess. But, actually, what's wild is y'all are in Tampa and y'all don't have a single stud. Y'all don't get a single stud. What y'all got is two biracial women struggling with their well sorry two biracial women, one struggling with her queerness you know she talks a bit about how hard it was for her mom to be with a black man and to be honest i hate when y'all compare interracial relationships to queerness like one is something you chose one is something you're born with like At the end of the day, I understand we should be able to love who we want to love without reprisal. Hello, I'm the product of an interracial relationship. But it's not the same as being queer. You can walk away from your other-raced partner and go be with someone of the same race and live your best life. Like, live your best life. And you know how I know this? Because I watch people do it all the time. I watch people do it all the time. Y'all treat black people like we are a a delicacy y'all just trying to have before y'all go and eat your final meal. That's what y'all do to us. I know too many people who in their lifetime are out here, like, fucking down the house with black people all through university, graduate university and go marry someone of their own race. Or fucking down black people their whole teenage years and are now married to someone of their own race. And are living their best lives. So y'all can do that. Queer folks can't do that. Sure, we could go and be with someone of the opposite sex. Or sure, we cannot transition. Or sure, we can live in the closet for the rest of our lives. But we won't be living our best lives in the way y'all can. We won't. We can't. I don't care how many of those uh, converted gays sit there and tell you they live in their best lives in straight relationships. So, that's the problem, right? That's why I don't like when y'all compare it. So, for me, the storyline of, like, how her mother understands what she's going through, uh, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, Max seems okay-ish. I don't really understand her style. But at the same time, I'm always, like, I always question when I see racialized folks only surrounded by white people. You mean to tell me in Tampa, Florida, there ain't no niggas? <coughs> Excuse me for the cough. There ain't no niggas in Tampa, Florida? I'm going to look up Tampa, Florida's black population. Tampa, Florida, right? Um, Black population. We're going to find out right now. Um... St. Petersburg, Florida, which I'm guessing is what Tampa is. Is that what Tampa is? Um, Has 51,397 niggas. Now, let's say a third of those are mixed. Uh, and let's say... Half of those are gay because I really believe, oops, almost dropped my phone there. I really believe half of the world is gay. So let's say that. You mean to tell me y'all found no studs? You mean to tell me y'all found no dark skin queers in Tampa? Y'all don't even diversify your friend group? It's just skinny white women and a semi-thick mixed girl? And another skinny mixed girl. That's that's what y'all are telling me. Y'all. That don't make no sense, y'all. And I need y'all to make it make sense. Because it don't to me. And like, it's all these wealthy white people. Like, that's what it is. It's wealthy white people. Wealthy white queers who are definitely out of touch. Like, who are most definitely out of touch with the majority of queer folks. I'm sorry. Rich white queers do not have any idea what the average everyday queer person goes through. I don't care. And yes, I understand Haley was kicked out of her home and was homeless. But what's wild to me is, like, you lived a life of privilege, girl. Like, you had privilege for most of your life. You had a couple of really hard years, and I'm sorry. Like, no, at the end of the day, no queer person deserves to be kicked out of their home. No one. No queer child deserves to be kicked out of their home. But you had two hard years. And now you're back to being privileged. Look at the house you live in. Look at the house you live in. Like, y'all. You don't know. You don't know what it's like for poor black queer youth growing up in under-resourced communities. Dealing with something that y'all brought into our communities, this homophobia, this transphobia. Y'all don't know what it's like to not be able to access hormones. Y'all don't know what it's like to not get reaffirming surgeries, gender reaffirming surgeries. Y'all don't know what it's like to... Be in spaces where not only are you not accepted for your sexuality but not accepted for your race? Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. And so that's how y'all get to have your show where you're fighting about who's going to whose parney and who's the queen bean of the Queen Bean. Queen Bee of the lesbian scene of Tampa. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I don't understand. who. You know who gives a fuck? White people who don't have real-life problems. Y'all don't have real-life problems. Y'all problems are who's going to whose party, who's fucking who, or who fucked who. That's what y'all's issues are? Come on, y'all. Come on. That's why' you're, that's why the show is what it is. y'all don't got real problems. I want y'all to take in okay, for folks, and i'm I've done spoiler alerts. All right, sorry, I've done spoilers, so here's your additional or sorry, really your only spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched Tampa Bays and want to watch it and don't want to know what happened, now's the time to cut out. But if you want to know, y'all. One of the characters, Olivia, she young, she's young, she's partying, you know, her life has not been the easiest, however, sorry, her family was very, I'm lying, her life has been the easiest, her family was extremely wealthy, <laughs> sorry, <clears throat> oh god, I just remembered her talking about how she didn't want to ask her very rich daddy for money, it's so, it's the privilege. It's the privilege of being like, yeah, my family was really rich because my dad was like a doctor and a pilot, but I just didn't want to ask my dad for money. I just wanted to hustle on my own. What? Bitch, what? Bitch, what? Y'all, this is the queer representation we're getting. Bitch, what? Sorry. So anyways, she didn't want to take mommy and daddy's money. Cool. So... She drinks. She's a young white woman, lived with privilege her whole life, is drinking, and she crashes. She crashes. She gets a DUI. She gets arrested. (coughs) (coughs) And her friends, one of her friends offers to just give her the money for whatever, the cost of the car, the cost of the lawyers, I don't know, the cost of something. She decides to just, I'm going to give you the money. Okay, cool. The funny fucking part, she's like, no, I don't want to take it. Her friend's like, well, we have stuff around the house that you can do. I'm sorry. You want me to be the help in my own friend's home? And when I say the help, I'm saying this because these are privileged white women. So you know they're not looking at community care in the way that we look at community care. So you want me to come in your house and clean your house? No. No. And then the even funnier part, the even funnier part. Y'all, guess what they did for her to help her raise money? Raise money for her DUI. Guess what they did? Y'all, they did a car wash and they fundraised her money for her DUI. For a DUI. They raised money for a DUI. She could have killed somebody, y'all. She could have killed somebody. My girl got so drunk. She was like, I I felt fine enough to drive. Like, I swear I would have taken an Uber. You crashed your car. You could have killed somebody. And niggas are fundraising for you after you could have killed somebody? Make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense. But that's the white privilege of things. That's the funny part. That's the representation that they're giving us of queer people. I'm confused. It's not what. It's not. I don't know if y'all can hear it. I don't know if these nails are doing it. It's not clicking. It's not clicking for me. This isn't the representation my black ass asked for, my native ass asked for, my fat ass asked for. Isn't that it? This is not this is not it. And there is an indigenous woman there. I do want to say that her name is Summer. And shout out to Summer. There was a beautiful moment where she she talked about, you know, her grandmother being an indigenous woman and her is, her plight. That was that was very beautiful and I did appreciate that. There is also another queer woman of color, Shiva. She's from Iran. Um and I'm not trying to erase them, but they're also like skinny, light skin, closer to white looking people. And this is another thing. And ooh, y'all who know me know I'm about to get into Sephora. This is the issue with representation, where the only people being seen are the lightest people or the people whose beauty looks closest to the. To proximity, sorry, closest and proximity to whiteness. This is the problem. Sephora Canada did a campaign back in June around Indigenous beauty. And I'm going to do an episode on, on Afro-Indigeneity and we'll delve deeper into like why the Sephora campaign was so hurtful to Afro-Indigenous people, but I'm going to talk about why it was problematic. So I'm not going to get into, like, the pain and the trauma of that, not because I have a specific trauma porn episode, but because I, I want to bring on the folks who were involved in that as well to unpack it for y'all to really hear why we felt the way we felt and the the hurt that we felt. But the reason why it was so problematic was not because they were highlighting Indigenous beauty. That's That wasn't the problem. And it wasn't because any specific person wasn't in the campaign. Like, I didn't need to be in the campaign. And I know a lot of the people who were upset with the campaign also didn't feel like we personally needed to be in the campaign. The problem was is this campaign was showing the diversity of Indigenous people, and the majority of the people featured were either mixed with white or were beautiful in the way in which that they were close to white looking. And this is where the problem was, is that oftentimes, when we're talking about indigenous people, it's it's funny because like, in animated films, <coughs> I think in a lot of times, like the stereotypes of what indigenous people are supposed to look like are, are what, a lot of Indigenous people look like. Darker skinned, right? Long hair. But it's interesting because in actual film, they're not who's included. They're just not. Outside of Indigenous films, and even still within Indigenous films, um, and we saw this with uh, Reservation Dogs. Um the representation that we see oftentimes are is missing Afro-Indigenous folks or darker-skinned Indigenous folks. And oftentimes, it's okay for there to be white-passing folks. It's okay for there to be half-white Indigenous folks. Like, that counts as representation, but never Afro-Indigenous folks. And it was interesting, there was a woman, and I refuse to say her name because she does not deserve to even be acknowledged, and I'm only doing this because of something she said, which I think is a prime example of what a lot of y'all think. Um, She said that when she saw the campaign, it was great to see full-blooded Natives. That's what she said. And... It's interesting because the people in the Sephora campaign, a lot of them weren't, quote-unquote, full-blooded natives. They were mixed. And it was still seen as representation to y'all. But an Afro-Indigenous person was us just asking to throw random black people in. like. And this is, again, why representation is so important because when all you see is a certain image of your community... You start to disregard the actual members. When all you see is white queers, white thin queers, you're erasing black, fat, queer people, queer women, queer men, queer folks. And I just like, I don't understand why that representation is such an issue. Like, why does it bother y'all so much? Is it because you can't see yourselves in it? Which is ironic. Because that's, that's what we have to deal with every single day. Shoot, that's what I've been dealing with my whole life. Watching films of queer folks that don't look anything close to me. Watching films where there are fat folks Not getting the love that they deserve. Not getting the scenes that they deserve. Not getting the story that they deserve. Like, y'all can't see yourselves, but we're supposed to see ourselves in you. We're supposed to say, (coughs) okay, I recognize. And this is is what I think it's down to, is that y'all see certain people as representing humanity and others as not. And so the justification is we should be able to see ourselves in you because you're human, you're you're humanity. You represent who and what we are. You represent society. It's just... I don't know. And it's wild because we do. We do see the humanity in you. But the problem is, is y'all ain't the only version of it, of us, of people. That's why representation matters, because we need to know that we're also in this. That's why when I was watching Tampa Bay's and I saw Mac, I was like, okay, here's a thick black woman. Maybe this is the representation. She looking a little mask. Maybe this is the representation we're going to get. And then I to be honest, I felt like I was just watching white women. Like that's what I felt the entire time. Like I was just watching white women. And I'm sure that there's people who look at me and feel like shit, I don't see blackness. I don't like and that's valid. That's valid. Tampa Bay's was not it, y'all. It was not it. It was, sorry. It was entertaining. I will say that. Watching white women, Tampa Bay's is going to do great. Because watching white women get drunk and fight over parties and who's the queen bee and marriage... Like, people love watching that. It was entertaining. I won't even lie. It was fucking hilarious. The privilege in it all. It was fucking entertaining. Oh, Mel? Mel was great. Mel being like, I just can't work right now because I'm not in a good space. Y'all, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish, you know how do you know how much I'm not in a good space 95% of the time and I still have to work. Y'all, the majority of us are not in a good place. The majority of us. Black people, <laughs> racialized folks, and Mel looks a little racialized. I don't I don't know what Mel's background is. But it's just the privilege. It's just the privilege of being able to be like, I just, I can't work. Yo! Racialized queer folks have to work through chronic pain, have to work through anti-blackness and racism, have to work through fucking poverty because people don't want to hire queer and trans folks. Like the privilege and being able to be like, I'm just not gonna do my work. (laughs) I feel like this episode has turned more into a review of Tampa Bay's than it has about representation, but this is just my issue. This is why representation is important. Y'all want me to connect with somebody who just won't do her work because she's not feeling it, which, like, good on her, but I wish. A lot of queer folks wish Shoot, my partner works 12-hour days. She is up at 5 in the morning. She gets home at 8 o'clock at night. She wishes. She could just be like, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not coming in. You know what would happen? She'd be out of a job. Out of a job, y'all. It's wild in these streets. It's wild in these streets when this is the representation that we get. It's wild, y'all. I want to see better for us. I really do, especially queer folks. I want to see better for us. You know what was really great? Um, My house. I think that's what it was called. It was on... YouTube I think it was done by vice if y'all want real like queer black representation I'm pretty sure it was called my house um vice vice land not vice vice land yes so it was called my house If you want actual black queer representation, black queer stories, watch My House by Viceland. It is about the house scene, ballroom scene in New York. That's black queer voices. That's that's what you need to watch. Watch Stud Muddle Project. I'm not too sure. I can't remember the name of the people who did it. Um, But Stud Model Project shows masculine women, attractive masculine women competing for a modeling gig, modeling title. Those are the shows we need. Like, those are the shows that got to hit it off. Those are the, that's the representation I want to see. Like, I'm hoping L Word Next Gen will do better. Like, I'm hoping I can get some fat queer representation. I'm hoping I can get some studs. I don't have the biggest hope but i'm hoping it'd be nice to have mainstream shows highlight actual queer folks like mask queer folks i think the only two that i really think of now that i'm thinking of representation queen Latifah and set it off Bay. Bay. the brat obviously um actually i don't know if that counts as mainstream because set it no, you know what? I was about to list black-ass films. Set it off as a black-ass film. And then the girl in Drumline. Um, Y'all know who I'm talking about. She's masculine as fuck. She's one of the drummers. She ends up getting with the brother from Smart Guy. Hold on, I'm going to look up her name right now. Drumline Cast. Y'all y'all are going to know who I'm talking about. I think y'all already know. Candace Carrea. Candace Carey was my queer awakening. I really think so. I really, I honestly think so. And I'm going to show y'all why. Because she was the stud. Y'all can't sit here and tell me that she was not giving stud energy. Y'all. Y'all, she, you're telling me she don't look like half of the baby studs out there today? I was crushing so hard. And then she wasn't even gay. I was so upset. I was so upset. I was like, what do you mean she's not gay? That was, like, her, Queen Latifah, and the brat were the mask representation that I got. Oh, and then, obviously, Snoop in The Wire. Like, I was, at the time, in a straight, hetero relationship with a man. I know. Sad, devastating. But Snoop in The Wire, mm -mm, mm. baby girl got me through. Baby girl got me through that relationship because, damn, she fine as fuck. She is fine. She's still fine as fuck. Lord have mercy. Snoop, if you're listening. Hey. Bae, bae. No, I'm joking. I've got a boo. Uh, even though she would leave me for Queen Latifah. So, you know what, Snoop? You're my prenup option. I'm putting you in my prenup. Um, if you ever come and knock in my way, you're my out. But the rule is I have to pay Bae 2 million because she has to pay me 2 million if she leaves me for Queen Latifah. So. Get your stacks if you want to come get this. I'm um, joking. But, yeah, that was, like, the representation, the mass representation that I got to see and, like, not identify with, but, oh, baby, have my crushes on. But it matters. Like, and still, what I named, y'all, was black-ass film. Set it off as a black-ass film. Drumline's a black-ass film. So we're still not getting the representation that we deserve, the queer black, mask, fat, indigenous representation that we, we deserve. We're not getting it. I know we're not getting it. Shoot, you know we're not getting it. Where it at? I'm looking. I'm peeping. Y'all want to send it? Y'all want to send it our way? Hey, Lena Waith. Lena Waith, I'm talking to you, ma'am. You got you got the, the one up. You and Billy Porter. Yo, Billy Porter. Billy Porter, come here, come here. We need to talk. Um... A, you need to do better standing up for your trans sisters in Pose. And I'm going to say that because when people came at you about the fact that they weren't out here winning, no Oscars or whatever it is you'd be winning, you had no real answers. And I'm going to need you to do better, Billy Porter. Do better. But I'm going to need y'all to create, create the film that we deserve with the white money. Make it mainstream. Or the L word, like, y'all. Y'all, there are plenty of very uh, attractive studs, very attractive mask queer women, mask queer folks that y'all can bring on. Please, 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 our next generation. Please do it up. Tampa Bay's, y'all too. Y'all out here scouting. Actually, you know what, Shiva? I'm going to shout out Shiva. She's still a skinny, but Shiva, eh. Okay, Shiva found a very beautiful black woman who ended up leading her on. So read. I'm calling you out. That wasn't right, sis. That was not right. But I will say, Shiva. Shiva found a, a beautiful black woman. You know, we but we just need we need some dark skinned black women. We need some masculine black women. We need some fat black women. Mac, I know you're holding it down for the us. And I hope you take that as a compliment. Please don't have internalized fat phobia, baby girl, because you're beautiful. You beautiful and you thick. So you're the representation. You a you a good walk. Good walk in the right direction. But we need it, y'all. We really, we really need this representation because it just ain't where it at, y'all. It ain't where it at. So I want to encourage y'all. What's up? like let me know. What are the films and the shows um, that you watch, that you care about, that give you the representation that you feel we deserve? Cause maybe I'm missing, maybe I'm missing some films out there that y'all know about. And if that's the case, I want to know them. Like I want to see them, I want to watch them, I want to be in them. You know what I'm saying? What's what's the shows? What's the films? Hell, if there's even books, because I think books are just as important to know about. What are the books that have the representation that we all deserve? Let me know, y'all, because I'm just just trying to be in this. I'm just trying to be in this with everybody. I just really want us to get the representation that we deserve, because we do deserve it. We really do, at the end of the day. I don't know. I just, like, I think of young queer folks growing up. And, you know, we talk about how important TikTok has become for representation. And I really do appreciate the, like, queer folks that are out there doing the damn thing on TikTok that are creating that representation for youth. Because when I think about it, there are a lot of, like, young, queer, black, indigenous, disabled, fat, trans kids. On TikTok, and they're seeing y'all, and y'all are doing the goddamn thing. Like round of applause. We're gonna edit that in. Round of applause for the work that you do. It's it's mad important, right? So, I think TikTok's great, but I want them to see themselves on billboards. I want them to see themselves starring in movies. You know, I want that. Like I I want a reality TV show that's an accurate representation of the queer community. I want it. Like, I just, I want it for them. I want it for me, I want it for us. At the end of the day, I think anything, any any kind of representation is important representation. Like, we need to see ourselves. We need to see that we grow old and we live happy lives. Because, fuck, man, life as a queer person, as a queer racialized person, is fucking hard. It's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. It's not It's not just a couple of years of a hard time. It's not even your whole life being hard, but getting the privileges of everything else. It's just hard. and so like we need to see ourselves being happy we need to see ourselves fighting over petty shit like who's the queen bee of the tampa bays of the tampa lesbians we want i want to see a black couple you mean to tell me niggas there aren't even in the running of being the the queen bees of tampa we aren't even in the running Like, what? Shoot, even when they were showing the Pride Parade, I think I saw one black person. One dark-skinned black person. Like, y'all, I need y'all to do better. Like, and it's just like when I was talking about fat bodies, fat black women, fat indigenous women making y'all's lives better. Queer people make your lives better. We give y'all culture. Y'all would not have culture without us. Y'all would not be doing the makeup y'all are doing without us. Y'all would not have the sayings y'all have without us. Y'all would not have the dancing that y'all have without us. Y'all would not have anything without us. Queer, black people make the world go round, y'all. And so it's a forever reminder that when you love us, you love yourselves. That's so I'm all, all that it's that's it. That's all I'm asking for. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for, y'all. Is for you to love us so you can love yourselves. So that brings us to the end. Of the podcast today. I want to say thank you. As always. For listening in to me. Just shoot the shit. I might have been all over the place. But shit. I told y'all it was going to be a hot mess. I hope y'all tune in next Monday. To hear me talk. Or whenever. Um, but. Until then. Bye y'all.